This low snap. <laughs> Clifford off the pump fake again. Takes a deep shot downfield. Has his man. It's Dotson. Touchdown. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G with you. Uh, about 20 minutes from now, Michael Felder. In that in the bleachers on Twitter, he's going to join us, college football analyst for Stadium. Can't wait to talk to him about all things college football. We're just a couple of weeks away now from the college football season starting. We've been diving into all these different conferences here day by day. We did some ACC, we did some SEC, and now we're going to dive into the Big Ten here. Lightning bets coming up later this hour, so a lot to talk about. But when you look at the the Big Ten in college football right now. It is clear as as day, and it has been for a while now, that this is this is a conference that is dominated by one program. That's Ohio State. They're a, I mean, a yearly, um, you know, good bet to win a national title to get to a playoff. That that's how good they've been. Right now, Ohio State is plus six ten to win a national championship. Obviously, they are bringing in a new quarterback, replacing Justin Fields. So it could be a transition kind of year in terms of national title aspirations for, you know, for Ohio State and, and that program. But when you have a program like that, I mean, there are the Alabamas, there are the Clemsons, there are the Ohio States. It doesn't matter. You just you, Every year, you put them in the mix to be something special. The only other Big Ten team, if you look at title odds right now, national championship title odds right now on FanDuel Sports, but the only other Big Ten team that resonates is Wisconsin, and they're at 50-1. to 1. So Ohio State here, um, you know, they are, they're the only team that really hits – in terms of national championship odds, I've got some um, some win totals I want to hit on, and some teams that I think are really interesting this year in the Big Ten. Uh, so we'll hit on those, and then and then we'll bring in Jake Hassan, who's he's a Big Ten guy as a Big Ten alum. He'll he'll, uh, he'll throw some thoughts in here as well as uh, as we get Joe O back and and uh, as part of the show in a couple minutes. But couple uh, here's a couple that I thought of this morning as I was kind of going through. Three teams stood out to me in terms of their win total and 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 just liking them or fading them as we get into the season. So the first one, Minnesota, they had a bad year last year. Two years ago, they won 11 games. Last year, I don't know if many programs were as affected in terms of games missed, uh, players lost. Their, their best player, I would say, Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver. He had a, a diff, really difficult year, and, and COVID just wreaked havoc on that program. So they went back to three wins last year, and I think it's kind of thrown off the trajectory of the program. The coach is good. They have, I think, an above-average roster for the Big Ten. So their win total is 7.5. I would go over. I would project them to run around eight games. They return 11 players who had, I'd say, a decent amount of snaps on defense. Not all starters, but guys that played. And when we talked to some of our college football guys over the last couple of weeks, you know, they had mentioned that it's not just about returning starters and how many games were started, but how many snaps were played. They've got a good amount of players on defense that came back, got a good, you know, got a bunch of snaps. They have winnable home games. I, I think Minnesota over seven and a half is a fun play. Um, you could get plus money right now on Michigan to go under seven and a half. We had Ike Reese on earlier, a Michigan State alum, and and he was talking about how you know how much he hates Michigan and whatnot, and watch them lose. But really, it, it's become two things. One, 
it's pretty obvious that that program is going in the wrong direction. If, if there, I mean, when you go into a season at Michigan with a win total of seven and a half, you just, something's off about the way you're playing and the way you're recruiting and, and developing players. Seven and a half is the number going in the wrong direction. They have to play Washington at a conference to start the season that everyone we've talked to so far on BetQL daily loves Washington. I know Paul Aspen, I think was, was hammering Washington early for that first game to beat Michigan. And then they have Wisconsin and Penn State on the road. I mean, those are really difficult road tests for Michigan. I don't know what they're doing. A quarterback who's going to win that competition. I, I have no idea what's happening with the Michigan quarterback. Knowing Harbaugh, he might change quarterbacks. And it just feels like their offense never, ever takes off. Even even though, you know, when, when, I, when I saw that Harbaugh was taking the Michigan job, when he was going back to college taking that job, one, I thought it would work. I mean, I, he was a way better pro coach than he was a college coach. So I thought this would work. I was wrong about that. But I also thought, all right, look what he did at Stanford. Look what he did with Andrew Luck. Look what he did in the NFL, you know, tutoring and, and, and kind of really developing Colin Kaepernick when the Niners were in there, you know, really having a good run about a decade ago. Alex Smith to Kaepernick. I was like, oh, he, he's going to go back to Michigan. He's going to get guys that fit his mold, and he's going to have a good offense with whatever quarterback he has. It's been the opposite. That offense never takes off at Michigan with Harbaugh. So I like plus money on FanDuel. You can find the under on Michigan seven and a half. And the other one, and uh, this is probably, you know, I'm, I'm a Pennsylvania guy now, but I was uh, grew up in Jersey. So I have always interested in, in how bad it could be at Rutgers because it's historically always been horrendous at Rutgers. But if there's, if there's one guy in the whole world that can win football games at Rutgers, his name is Greg Schiano, and he's back. And he's kind of, you know, he's building that program back up a couple you years ago. You guys got ago. me? We got you. I'm talking Rutgers football here, Joe. Hey, oh, my goodness. Oh, oh you, you leave me alone. This is what happens. <laughs> well, I we ran out of time with Ike Reese, but I wanted to tell him that, you know, Shiani's Shiani or Shiano. Shiano's coming for him. <laughs> well, I mean, I was just saying. So it's funny. As you popped on, I was, I was going through some win totals that, that I liked and wanted to fade, Joe. And I mentioned I liked Minnesota over seven and a half. I liked Michigan under seven and a half. And, and the third one I was throwing out mm-hmm. as Joe O joins us again. Um, I was saying in the history of, of college football in the state of New Jersey, there's one, literally one person that can win football games, and his name is Greg Schiano. Every other Rutgers coach, I mean, not just bad, abysmal. Schiano's back. They're over-under is four wins. Like, they won three last year. Um, in three, the conference. Right, three Big Ten games after yeah. winning. F- they won three in the previous four years combined before last year. Um, I, I thought the play car last year, that it, it looked like a college football offense, actually, and they averaged almost 27 points a game in the conference. That's that's a big deal. I, I think they're on their way back to, to respectability. I would uh, I would go Rutgers over four. Rutgers over four. I can't hate that. It's used to the under, which surprised me a little bit. Maybe uh, some exp- expectation of regression. But we saw defensive improvements with that team last year, and that was enough for get, them to get many more wins than people expected. I'm not betting Michigan State. But I will say that four and a half, they they should be able to get over. On the other side, they're avoiding Wisconsin and Iowa, the two best teams in the West Division. So I do expect them to improve. But, you know, I always have questions when you're going defensive-minded with a head coach. So I'm not sure about that. I alluded to it earlier. Let's hit on Penn State, man. Second highest win total in the East. The number is nine. It's juiced to the under for good reason, man. I You don't have the quarterback. Very talented roster. James Franklin can recruit with the best of them. You know more than me, Joe G, about the issues with game management late in games. But check the schedule out. This is brutal. 
They are playing Wisconsin. They are playing Iowa, the two best teams in the West. And, of course, you also have Ohio State and Michigan. Michigan's still going to be tough every time. We know they're not the Michigan that we grew up with. But when you're starting one of the worst quarterbacks in the conference and your win totals nine, that's going to be an automatic under every time for me. Yeah, it's an under. I'm with you on this. I I think James Franklin is a not just a poor, not just below average. I think he's a brutal in-game coach. I mean, he can recruit. He could jazz everyone up. Everyone gets excited. Donors throw money like – you know, he, he does all those things that, that college football programs want. You know what James Franklin is to me, Joe? Here, here's the comp I have. James Franklin is the Mike Gundy of the Big Ten. Like Mike Gundy's like, mm. oh, yeah, it's Mike Gundy, and his boosters <laughs> like him, and it's cool, and like everybody, he recruits well. They don't they don't win enough. Like, like Oklahoma State doesn't ever really get into the conversation where I think some people think they should have a couple years ago, you know, that they could kind of be that next team in the, in the Big 12. They never really are. Uh, Penn State's better than that, but but it, it's it's similar in that I think Franklin is the Mike Gundy of uh, of the Big Ten. You mentioned it. The schedule I mean, the schedule's pretty rough. They open at Wisconsin. It's they brutal. Auburn on September eighteenth. Uh, you know they get a couple of of gimmies there in the middle early in September to help them out. But then they have to uh, Indiana October second. They travel to Iowa October 9th, Travel to Ohio State October thirtieth. I think they'll end well. I mean, they have Maryland, Michigan State, Michigan Rutgers in November. That it feels yeah. like, you, you know what you're doing, if you're uh, if you're taking the under here, you're gonna feel great, probably mid October, and then you're probably just gonna need one more loss in there to get over because you know they're gonna win some games in November, mm-hmm. so you're probably gonna sweat out the end. But I, I'm with you. I, I think the under is the play here. I, I just. The quarterback's a problem, and and that's big time. Like when you get into these games in the Big Ten, it's not it's not the old Big Ten. Like you, you can't win you can't win thirteen ten. You got to put up some points, and I don't think Clifford could do it. Let's talk about Michigan Harbaugh, the number seven and a half, third highest <laughs> tied with Indiana. How about that, Michigan fans, for a wake up call? You have the same win total as Indiana, so Harbaugh makes a bunch of coaching changes, but he keeps. Gaddis as the offensive coordinator. We know what the problem is there, right? I mean, offense. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Let's let's see what happens there. I don't really have much interest there, but I'm actually more intrigued by Indiana because if he is healthy, it was brutal seeing Penix go down to that injury last year. But if Penix is healthy, they should make another run at it. There was a time we were living in a world when the Indiana Hoosiers were a top ten football team in the country last year. Which is crazy. It's, crazy it's insanity. I, I never thought I'd see that day, actually. And, and we had it for a, a brief period last year. They're the program in this conference that is is remade themselves. It's just so different than it was a couple of years ago. Like there, There's some constants in the in the Big Ten. You know Ohio State's going to be Ohio State. Yep. I think Northwestern, with the way they're coached, they've, they've, they've earned themselves some respect now the last couple of years. But then there's those teams like they're always were at the bottom. Or maybe one would jump up once in a while. Iowa's always had a lot of respect. But now you're right. They're one that's that's kind of changed their fate. Okay. Different so, now. Uh, let's get on Ohio State. By the way, the other side, they missed the two best teams, Wisconsin and Iowa. That's worth noting. The number is 11. It's juiced to the under. Please tell me, Joe G, where's the loss? So if you bet the over, you're betting on them running the table. I think they might do it. Minnesota, Oregon. Tulsa, Akron, Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana, Penn State, Nebraska, Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan. The last month, Nebraska, Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan. Where's the loss? 
the the only trip up you could see is at Indiana Saturday October twenty third. Like I I mean early in the season. I mean goodness gracious. Yeah. I I did mention Minnesota before uh, when you were uh, having some technical issues. I like Minnesota to bounce back this year and be an I over do too. I agree on with seven that. and a half. Yeah, I mean they they won eleven games two years ago, so I don't think week one at Minnesota is like you know they win by forty points and it's not a contest. I think Minnesota could could play in that game, but I don't think they're going to lose the game. Fanduel is seven, by the way, for Minnesota. Ooh, so seven. You know I, what? And it's better. not juiced. It's not juiced either. Um, I agree with you there. Tanner Morgan should bounce back. Let's row the boat. PJ Fleck. I can't stand the guy, but I'm I'm probably going to be rooting for him because because I'm expecting that they go over that win total. Uh, Man, am I getting too wild here when my uh, favorite win total in the West is Illinois over three and a half? No, I have, you are absolutely not getting too wild. <laughs> I was waiting friend. for it. There he is. There he right, is. So you're going over too, Jake? Oh, yeah. 1, All right, Jake. 1, Jake, 1, uh, honestly, I, I know it might be a homer, but it might not. But we know they have one of the best offensive lines. And may, maybe you get that Brett Bielema boost this year. But... Am I if I place this wager? Am I going to be cursing out Brandon Peters every week? I legitimately don't think you will. That offensive line is just so insane. And anytime you get twenty-two super seniors back, like you're going to have success. Like they have continuity with this team as far as keeping them together. Bolima was able to keep convince guys to come out of the transfer portal and stay at Illinois. Like mm. not everyone can do that. I think that says a lot to. I mean, everyone talks about culture, culture, culture. Already, I think it's more than and better than what Lovey Smith's culture was. So yeah. I absolutely think that they're going to go over this number. They might go over it by one or by half. They might get to four or five, but I still think they're going to go over. It's the lowest number in the entire Big Ten. Uh, Which Nebraska- is insane considering Nebraska exists. Thank you. Why is their number six? They stink. There are one, two, three, four, five teams that have a lower win total than Nebraska. Adrian Martinez is garbage in his 17th year of eligibility. I don't understand it. I expect Scott Frost to be on the hot seat this season. I like the under, and it's six juice to the over. Did you see um, the Scott the Scott Frost thing, by the way? Scott Frost was like, they were doing going crazy when they got Scott Frost. The oh, the prodigal name. son. The prodigal son is returning. They can't win any games. Is there any program in America – that you look back to when we were young to now that's i mean they've not they just they're irrelevant like mm. no one that watches college football now that's young would say oh nebraska meanwhile i remember growing up watching bowl games the nebraska was they were there every year in the orange Are you bowl kidding me yeah I'm trying to think Are there any how about the team we talked about the other day not as bad florida state yeah, they. But you know, even a few years ago with Jimbo, they were in a national title, right? With uh, with Jameis, like they at least had had a run lately. It's just like Nebraska's just Tom Osborne totally off the radar. That's how you, yeah. you think Tom Osborne, uh, Tommy Frazier, right? Like we've yes. seen a bunch of those docs come out lately. Scott Frost, Scott Frost, but now he's the coach. No, no, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Nebraska stinks, and and oh, do you see? And they get Oklahoma this year. Yeah, it's going to be a bloodbath. They're done. Give me the under six, man. I don't like that. Even Have more I'm talking to you. All right. Uh, speaking of college football, let's talk more about the Big Ten, Heisman, and some other teams. Kind of flying under the radar. Maybe you should jump on these win totals over or under. Michael Felder, he's terrific. Had him uh, on a lot last season throughout the college football year from stadium. So you're going to want to stick around. It's Joe O and Joe G. This is BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. 
From the gridiron to the court to the ice to your wallet. BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. With Joe O and Joe Gillio. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network.